They were filled with wrath, the scripture says. Apparently these folks were, were pretty angry. This is a, a great gospel reading. If you ever deal with anger, and you get mad at someone that you know, your wife, husband, family member, someone you work with, or maybe you get angry with God. You don't like your position in life, you know, whatever it is that perhaps has happened to you. Uh, from this passage, he said, these folks here were so angry at God, God the Son, that they decided they were going to push him off the cliff where their town was built. They're pretty angry. Now, the good news is that um, if you get angry, if you get angry with God, according to this passage, uh, he won't smite you. I guess he could have, could have uh, taken out those people, but he didn't do that, right? So he didn't smite them for getting angry at him. But there were some deeper issues that were taking place. Um, that resulted in their anger. And that's something that our Lord can help us with. And that's something that I'd like to talk to you about today. Helping with anger. Because if you have an issue like the people there at that temple had, you're not going to be able to partake of the graces of the gifts that our Lord wants to be able to give you. Just as he did not give them to those people in his hometown of Nazareth. You see, anger comes from pride. Anger comes from pride. Our Lord is going to his hometown, and he had, they were very excited, very proud of him, very excited that his hometown hero was coming back. They invited him to speak, to read, to be the lector there at the synagogue, and he got up there and read this classic reading from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because it's anointed me to preach good news to the poor to free the captive, to set the oppressed free, to bring light to the blind. Beautiful reading. They surely heard it lots of times before, but prior to this, it was a future reading. It was a, a proclamation of what was going to come when the Messiah was here. But now our Lord is saying that it was fulfilled in their hearing. He was saying, I am the Messiah. And they were, they were okay with this at this point. They were following him. The scripture says that they spoke graciously of him. They wondered about him. They're like, isn't this Joseph's son? This is Joseph's son, the guy we knew. We grew up with him. He grew up here in Nazareth. But then, Jesus says something that begins to make them angry. He touches on their pride. He knows what they're thinking. Physician, heal yourself. You should do what we heard about you doing. You should do some, do some miracles. Put on a show for us. Do what we heard about over there in Capernaum, where you healed people there. But our Lord, instead of healing people there, he says something very different. He compares himself to Elijah and to Elisha, two of the greatest prophets in Israel's history. And he told them a story about how these prophets during their time didn't do any miracles inside of Israel. Instead, they went outside of the nation to foreigners. And they healed foreigners. A widow and, and the Syrian general were both healed. 
our Lord is basically saying to them uh, that he wasn't going to do any miracles there, although he was doing miracles in other places. Now this made them very angry. Why were they so angry? They were, they were taken aback. This is an affront to them. They considered themselves to be uh, good, good people, uh, maybe even better than other people, because it was from their town that Jesus grew up. And yet, here he is. He's not doing any miracles there. This hurt their pride. They took great offense. They were so offended that they were going to push him off this cliff. And miraculously, Jesus wasn't his time until he walked away. But where does anger come from? Anger comes from pride. And this is what we hear. And when people get angry, when pride comes into the picture, God doesn't work very well in that situation. He chooses not to work very well. The scripture says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So here we see our Lord resisting the people from his hometown. And he's giving grace to the humble in these other cities. But anger comes from pride. The great thing is, what our Lord is trying to get across to them, if they are willing to have the humility to accept it, is this calling to be set free from pride. He came, the very purpose that he came was to set the oppressed free, to heal the blinds, to help people with issues just like this, to help them realize that nobody is entitled to a miracle, that in reality, none of us are deserving you know, we, we, we say this again and again in the liturgy. Lord, I am not worthy. Because all that we have, everything, it's a gift. I don't deserve to be alive. I did nothing to deserve to be alive. I did nothing to deserve to be born into the family I was born into or to be given the gifts that I was given. None of those things. All, I didn't deserve any of that. It was a gift. It was a gift. Remember the, the story that our Lord taught, the parable, where he compared this to the vineyard owner who went and hired different people at different times of the day, promised to pay them uh, a day's wages. And the people, when it came time for pay at the end of the day, the people that got hired first were angry because they worked longer than the people who you know, got hired toward the end of the day. And yet it was, it was completely just. They worked for what they agreed they were going to work for. God gives each of us life. None of us deserves this. Some people have easier lives. Some people have difficult lives. Some people go through great trials. Some people go through fewer trials. But is God unjust in this way? No, because none of us deserve any of this. This talent, this gift of life, the Lord gives to everybody. This is the truth about ourselves, the truth that can set a person free from pride that could have set those village people, the, Na the people from Nazareth, free from pride, if they would let it. If you embrace this truth about yourself, about your humility, about who you are, it's amazing the freedom that you will experience. The people of Nazareth, they saw themselves as special, as above others, as extraordinary in some way, because perhaps Jesus was from their hometown. 
but the reality was that they weren't really that special. They were ordinary folks, given the gift of life, like you and like me, like others. And so if you're willing, if you can be willing to give up your own uh, sense of, of um, specialness, of, of you know, being better than others, perhaps, it's a freeing. I had an experience of this a few years ago. Uh, I was working, working somewhere else, and I didn't like it. Didn't like my work. And I felt grumpy about it until one day where somebody said to me, you realize that 70 to 80% of people don't like their jobs. They don't like their work. And I was like, really? Is it really that high? And I went home, I remember looking up on the internet and finding these different studies and things. And I remember this being very freeing for me. Yes, I might not particularly like this work that I'm doing at this moment, but that's okay. That's the norm. It's not out of the ordinary. Work is not always easy. It was very freeing for me. Other folks, you know, uh, another example of how this teaching can be freeing from issues like anger, pride. Uh, you have people who get angry at themselves when they make mistakes. Maybe you sin. You hurt somebody. Who knows? You be, and so um, this, a person becomes very angry and starts criticizing themselves, being really hard on themselves. The saints say, uh, like St. Alphonsus Liguori, St. Francis de Sales, say the reason that you do this, the reason that you're criticizing yourself, being angry at yourself, it's because of your pride. Because you see yourself as being up here. But in reality, you kind of this in this very special area, right? You see yourself being up here. But in reality... You're here. You're down here. You're not up there. You're here. You're a sinner. You make mistakes. You have issues. You need the Lord. You need his help. And so when you sin, don't get angry at yourself. Instead, simply accept the reality. This is who you are. You're someone working through issues. And turn to the Lord in, your, in his grace and his mercy. Ask for his help, his forgiveness. Um... Be honest to him, with him. Say with uh, St. Catherine of Genoa, I believe it was, who said, Lord, these are the fruits of my own garden. And honest. So simply, humbly, instead of criticizing yourself, being angry at yourself, go to the Lord for his forgiveness. Accept yourself where you are and grow. Go to the Lord who heals, who brings freedom. Most of all, if you're willing to humble yourself before the Lord, he will be able to hear your prayers. He'll be able to shower graces upon you. God is drawn to humility. He can't resist it. It's irresistible to him. Remember that beautiful verse that's often quoted in uh, Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, I believe it is? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. You humble yourself, God will be able to hear your prayers. Shower those graces upon you. Christ will be able to be that Messiah that sets the oppressed free, that opens the eyes of the blind, the, per the reason that he came. The Messiah that 
that he wasn't able to be for the people of his hometown, Nazareth, because of their pride, because of their anger. So if you have some issues, like me, like everyone else, with anger or with pride, uh, turn to the Lord, accept yourself where you are, um, that, that you are not worthy. We're going to pray this at the Mass. I mentioned, Lord, I am not worthy. Um, and turn to the Lord, accept his forgiveness and grace. Um, humble yourself so he can hear your prayers and shower you with all the many um, blessings he desires to give to you. That God may be glorified. Amen.